Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 339. On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news, and then we'll be previewing the 2016 CBS Fall TV schedule. Plus, we've got some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 339. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com, and this week I have joining me... Carla Day from Bunny TV, and you can find me at collider.com. And Tina Charles from TV Goodness. Thank you, Carla and Tina, for joining me on episode 339 to preview the CBS schedule. But first, we'll jump in and uh, talk a little news. There's a few things as we... Even more and more as we uh, start to head, head into the fall season and in the summer season, more and more stuff keeps getting either canceled or renewed. And uh, with that, ABC has renewed Bachelor in Paradise for a fourth season and decided to cancel Mistresses after its fourth season. Not watching either. Well, I watched three seasons of Mistresses. I did not tune into this latest season. Awesome. So I, <laughs> I guess I'm... You were part of the problem, Tina. (laughs) You were part of the problem. So I will take the blame for the cancellation of Mistresses, yes. Because I didn't tune in. I didn't watch either. I watched, like, some of the first season, and that was was it. Uh, But uh, that's that. Next, Fox has renewed Hell's Kitchen for a 17th and 18th season. Another one I don't watch. Uh, again, it's another one I used to watch, <laughs> like, several seasons ago. Yeah, so uh, more of Gordon Ramsay yelling at people in a kitchen will be coming. Yay. FX has canceled uh, Tyrant uh, after three seasons and Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll after two. Both of those on the, uh, oh, hey, by the way, that episode you just watched is the last one type of cancellation. Right. <laughs> Did you did you tune into season two, Jason, of uh, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll? Yeah, I watched all of season two. I I liked that show. Just it was a good show. Yeah. Apparently, me and the other four hundred and fifty thousand people that were watching it wasn't enough to keep it around for another season. Yeah, I kept saying that I'll get to you. Like I kept seeing it. I'm like, I'll get to you. I'll get to you, Sex and Drugs. And I just <laughs> never got. I never got to it in season two. I did watch season one though. I watched all three seasons of Tyrant. Wow. And so, so what are your thoughts? <laughs> what are your thoughts on the cancellation? Um, I, I'm not surprised. I'm a little disappointed, especially, you know, they announced it the day of the finale. And I was, you know, okay, they better have a really good ending. And the ending could have been a lot worse if that says something. <laughs> but, I mean... <clears throat> I feel somewhat satisfied that I understand the direction that Abuddin is going in. But, I mean, there were a lot of, like, loose ends. Like, it didn't have a conclusion. But it was, it was an okay ending. Yeah, like, they weren't told going into the season. <laughs> that's, the, that's the problem with uh, doing a, you know, a serialized show if you don't at least make your seasons have some sort of story arc. You know, if it's, there's a lot of ongoing stuff that you keep, that you keep doing, you're going to leave lots of things open. Uh, And since cable shows tend to film so, so long before they actually air, there's some, sometimes you end up with one of these where once the season airs, they're just like, wow, it's just really not performing like we hoped it would. And, 
they end up canceling it and there's <laughs> there's no way to have uh, to have done anything about you know closing things up uh, i think something like uh, you know sex and drugs and rock and roll has they had more of a they did sort of tell like a story you know season long story arcs and you know it's an ongoing thing and of course a show is not going to end you know even if it had gone on five more seasons it still would have been an ending that obviously these people still continue on doing something you know like it's not the end of their life so right but it had it had a a solid second season i thought the whole uh feast musical thing was hilarious uh, as uh, trying to get into the uh, the Hamilton uh, type of thing, so that was you know that was fun. They I I don't know I just uh, I just like that show. I'm I don't recall what the ratings were, you know, in like the in the previous season or something or how different they are or, or what from the the first season. But you know, Tyrant's the type of show that everybody was surprised that it got a second season. And then was sort of surprised that, like, after it got to three, that they actually, you know, just just canceled it then. That's a little strange there on, on both ends. <laughs> Next up, NBC has renewed American Ninja Warrior for a sixth season. So that'll That's be That's a no-brainer. Stephen Amell can be on it. Uh, yeah, right. Right, he said he wants to be on it, right? Yeah, he wants to be on next season. Stephen Amell, American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, that's I'm there a- for it. That's a no-brainer for me, them renewing. It's a good show. I mean, I don't watch every week, but every time I tune in, it's really fun. I agree. Yeah, that makes for, you know, good good summer programming. And then uh, lastly, uh, TNT has renewed The Last Ship for a fifth season when just a couple months ago they renewed it, or a month or so ago, they renewed it for a fourth. So <laughs> you got two more seasons since the third season just ended Last night, Last night as we're recording this, so I'm happy about that. Well, do you think it's? I, I mean, I know it does well, but do you think this is like a you know renew for two seasons and then that's going to be it for the show, or do you think that it will keep continuing? Depends on ratings, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a two and done. But I also wouldn't be surprised if it's two and then two more and done. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean the ratings on it are really good. The action yeah. is great. There's plenty of story to tell, you know, so we have to see. Yeah, I suppose it would be, I mean, in this day and age, we get a lot of shows that get renewals and then get canceled before that that renewal actually takes place. That's so uh, crushing, you know, yeah. That, that type of stuff happens too. And so <laughs> it's always interesting when you see something get picked up for multiple seasons or multiple seasons really close together. But yeah, they're the ratings that they put out were really good. I I think it was like their, their, you know, multi-platform ratings were about like seven plus million people or something like that. were watching it and on the network or streaming it or, or some such, you know, thing. And so that's, that would put it right up there as one of, you know, definitely overall of one of uh, TNT's better, uh, better shows. So you could definitely see why they'd want to, want to keep it around. I mean, it's probably like, is it the top show on TNT? Uh, f- no, I think, well, 
I think Rizzoli and Isles actually may have been <laughs> like, but it's over. But Rizzoli's yeah, over. The, the top rated like this year or something. But oh, okay. Uh, I don't. I don't really know what. Uh, uh, what was the the new show they had with the uh, Animal Kingdom? Yeah, Animal Kingdom. I don't. I don't recall what that did, but it wasn't. I don't, I don't. I'm pretty sure they would have had some press releases out if it was seven. Plus <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So according. According to a website that I'm looking at, which may or may not be accurate, it's behind major crimes and resilient. Okay. okay. Yeah, because I haven't seen anything on on major crimes recently. I mean, other. I mean, I know it's pretty solid, uh, but I I assume if you did also take into like that multi-platform rating, that it would it would probably be their highest rated show. Right. Uh, so that's interesting. I I assume that it's it's one that, like, if it were to fall off the table some or something in its fourth season, that they might go, okay, the fifth season is your last, right? <laughs> type right. Of thing. But yeah, uh, so the so that uh, the last ship will be uh, around for at least another couple summers. So that's a good summer show. Yeah. yeah, I didn't end up watching this this last season because for some reason. I just didn't watch a lot of TV this summer. Me either. Uh, and once I got behind on stuff, I know. Like, uh, I mean, I, they're they're all sitting on the DVR, but coming up next week, there's got to be some. I don't know made. how they keep up for fall. There's got to be some roommate on that DVR, man. So there's going to be some things that have to go. The, this last week, I've cleared up some a considerable amount of space on my DVR, <laughs> and I've, I mean, and I've, I've actually watched stuff. You know, I've actually done it the right way instead of just deleting without watching. So um, I think I'm prepared for fall TV now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the only the uh, as as mentioned last week, the only good thing about the first week of fall TV is that I've seen a lot of what is going to be there. So right. I don't have to worry. I can just. Go in and delete those uh, those episodes, or not, or just change them from actually recording. So, uh, in the first place next week. So that's that's good. But with that, uh, we'll move on to our uh, CBS fall preview uh, here for uh, 2016. Uh, we'll uh, take a look at. Uh, we'll go over the schedule uh, each day and uh, give some premiere dates, and then uh, talk about the shows that we're. Looking forward to having back and uh, some opinions on uh, some of the new shows, which include Bull, The Great Indoors, Kevin Can Wait, MacGyver, Man with a Plan, and Pure Genius. They have a lot of shows coming here in the fall. Uh, sadly, I suppose, maybe, I don't know, uh, none of us got to watch MacGyver because they just posted it <laughs> finally today for press to be able to review it, so... I guess you'll have to uh, tune in again next week for a subsequent opinion on that show. Uh, but with that, we'll jump into the uh, the fall preview with the Sundays for CBS. Uh, we'll be NCIS Los Angeles, uh, which will which was originally going to start up on October second, uh, but will now uh, be premiering on September twenty fifth with a two hour two part episode, uh, and then. In subsequent weeks, that will be followed by Madam Secretary and Elementary, uh, all starting up on October 2nd, as well as uh, there's a new 60 Minutes uh, that will be starting back up uh, with new episodes of that following football on the 25th. 
I like that they're already scheduling it just for like a, at least on the East Coast, it's like an eight thirty start time. They're they're already saying <laughs> sixty minutes is going to start a half hour late. <laughs> And, yeah, it's like they and, just need to give everybody a heads up for their DVRs. Yeah, they, we're we're putting it in the schedule as this is what it's going right. to be, and hopefully They're the games don't, it. Yeah. And hopefully the games don't run even even longer and and mess with that uh, schedule. But yes, uh, that will be the uh, Sunday schedule. We'll start with uh, you, Tina. Any of uh, any of the Sunday shows you'll be watching? Um, I mean, I always keep tabs on the NCIS shows, so, um, you know, the fact that it's a two-hour debut and it's starting early is a, is a good thing, and um, I guess Daniela, is that Ruau? I don't know how to say her last name. Yeah. Who plays Kenzie. I guess she's going on maternity leave or something like that, so I'm curious as to how they're going to be writing that in. You going to Afghanistan again to wear big yeah. apes? Well, uh, <laughs> apparently... What they did was they filmed a whole bunch of her scenes way ahead of time. Ah. And they're going to be going about filming the rest of the episodes, you know, normally, and then just adding in uh, her parts to to the episodes. And so they've already filmed uh, a bunch of stuff, I guess, with her, you know, interacting with people and doing whatever, but just, but like just her scenes. uh, Oh, interesting. and, And stuff. And so... Uh, at least for, uh, at least for a little bit of the season, I guess that uh, there'll be. It'll be interesting to see if you can tell, like, if scenes with her like stand out more than like yeah. you know, sending her to Afghanistan or <laughs> or having her all of a sudden carry a giant bag everywhere she goes. Right. Well, I mean, from what I've read, like, um, I mean, there's definitely um, a storyline that they're giving her that will explain absences. I think so. That's all I'll say because I don't want spoilers or anything like that. So how about you, Carly? Any of the uh, Sunday shows? Unfortunately, I gave up NCIS LA and Madam Secretary last year. So, <laughs> um, And I have yet to catch up on either of them. <laughs> um, so probably not. And I never watched Elementary. Someday yeah. I'll catch up on them. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I like the shows. Yeah. I just... Something's got to go. There's just too much TV yeah, on. Yeah, that's that. That's the thing. Is uh, is like, well, I I still I still watch NCIS Los Angeles through last season, and uh, we'll probably watch. You know, at least see what's happening here as they start. I'll continue to watch Elementary. I really enjoy that show. Uh, but Madam Secretary, like you, Carla, I actually ended up like I think I ended up recording. I was I was up to like sixteen or seventeen episodes, and I was just like, "This is just taking." I'm never I'm never catching up on this, so I just I just deleted them and and canceled the recording. Yeah, Some choices. I like the show, but just it just came down to like on Sunday nights, uh, there was so many. There was so. It was many the others. football delays for me? I mean, the, football delays, and they you know Sunday nights are such um, you know tough nights for such quality. TV shows, you know, like a lot of the cable shows, but there's just their things like their premium shows on Sunday nights. Yeah. Well, for me, well, being on the, being on the West coast. Yeah. West coast. Never, me too. We, we, we don't really have to deal with the, uh, with the delays because by the time the show actually. Uh, Sorry, Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Everything... yeah, well, we get the shows first. So woohoo. 
<laughs> so, I stay off Twitter, big deal. Yeah. <laughs> we rock here. Things start at their regular time, you know, pretty much no matter what. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it just, I, I, I like the cast of Madam Secretary. I, I liked watching the show. It just, over time. Yeah, Tim Daly's one of my favorite actors, and I don't watch Madam Secretary. Yeah. It's ups- it's upsetting to me, but so maybe someday I'll, I'll do it. Like you said, Carla, there were so many things that you know. Once you see that every week you're you're skipping it, it's you know, and the backlog is just getting bigger and bigger. Pretty soon, you just have to just go. Yeah, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not right. going to be wa- I'm not going to be able to watch that anymore and that's the you know the thing that gets dropped off of the DVR but all right so that's Sundays we'll move on to Mondays which, uh, starting up here uh, next week Big Bang Theory and new show uh, Kevin Can Wait both starting up on September 19th and then the lineup will be Big Bang Theory Kevin Can Wait and then Two Broke Girls will uh, follow as of the 10th of October, and then The Odd Couple as of the 17th of October. And then the night will close out with Scorpion starting up on the 3rd of October. And then once uh, football ends for uh, CBS on Thursday nights, Big Bang Theory will be uh, moving over there. Kevin Can Wait will be moving to kick off the nights as of the 24th of October. And then that'll be followed by new show Man With A Plan, also, as of the 24th of October, could their Monday nights be any more ridiculous on how things are starting <laughs> and when they're starting and when they're moving around? But they, but they do this every year now. But it's so bizarre to just say, oh, yeah, we're here's two new things and then bring the other stuff in like later on. Like it's it, what happened to like a premiere night? Like where you yeah, but in essence, in essence, Kevin Can Wait gets about a month to like prove itself with Big Bang Theory and then CBS is asking it to lead off an entire night. I mean, if anybody can do it, if you know, Kevin James, I mean, he's done it before, but it's it's so funny. Did it's you like, watch um, the show? I did not watch uh, oh, his old show. Oh, have I watched this show? Oh, yeah, I have, yeah. That will be the interesting thing to see is every show gets the Big Bang Theory prop. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like, whether good or not, they tend right. to they tend to get more viewers than they would have gotten on their own. So it'll be interesting to see like what kind of a drop it, if any, it gets. I'm it calling moves. a ninety percent drop. <laughs> oh my god, ninety percent! You heard it here. Well, it'll be interesting to see like what type of just af- at least after the first week. Uh, what type of drop off there will be after Big Bang Theory? It'll also be interesting to just to see like what type of ratings Big Bang Theory still gets in its tenth season. Right. Uh, I mean, they're still really high, but last year wasn't as high as you know like the previous season. So it's they are starting to to leak you know some ratings there as well. But yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. So, Carla, what did you think about uh, Kevin Can Wait? Do you think that I can much wait everybody forever can? <laughs> That's right. to see another episode of Kevin can wait? I don't ever need to see another episode ever. Okay. It wasn't that. Okay. Yeah. It was that bad. <laughs> there was nothing special or unique about it to me. It seemed like it was just another one of those, you know, 
funny guy thinks he's really funny and he's all that, but he's really not that funny with his little wife. And then, <laughs> yeah, basically, my review is if you want to watch Kevin James in a comedy, you should really just seek out King of Queens because this is basically, in some respects, a retread of that, just in a slightly different setting. And now he he has kids and and so there's you know some other things, but it's the same style that he did in his previous one. And that's what really that's what a lot of uh, the CBS CBS well yeah. a lot of CBS overall it feels very retro. Uh, but the comedies the comedies in general do. Yeah, I think if Kevin James is like your comfort zone, you'll be into this show. But um... for his character. In until the last five minutes is just annoying. I mean, there was nothing interesting about him other than I like. Why was he? Why is his wife still with him? I mean, is it because of his is it, is it his pension? I, I mean, well, they were having money problems though, so it's not even you know for the money. There was just nothing about his character that was interesting at all. He was like a helpless man. I don't know. I just did not like it. Though he was really nice at the last five minutes. You kind of saw that he did have a, that he does have a heart, but he's pretty selfish. He was very, very selfish. That's the thing. Well, I mean, he, I mean, he, I mean, not to, you know, I guess I'll play devil's advocate or whatever. I mean, you know, he just retired. So he's thinking that he's going to, you know, live on easy street forever, but he's got like, kids to take care of you know so i guess he was annoying in the beginning because you know um he you know he, he has a family to raise that he didn't really want to take any part in you know um and then he gets it by the end of course it's a, it's a sitcom yeah and then and then he'll forget by the beginning of the next episode <laughs> right. and then remember by the end and so on and exactly. so forth <laughs> at least for a little while Sorry, did not like this one. Yeah. Well, it just felt like, like I said, it, you, you'd be better off just going and watching uh, King King of Queens. Because, yeah, it, it, you know, it didn't break any new ground or anything. I mean, it felt so much this, I mean, right down from, you know, his group of buddies, you know, the other retired right. cops. In this case, they were going to have, instead of, you know, like father-in-law living in the basement, they were going to have somebody living in the garage, <laughs> you know. He was even mean to the grandma, the grandma who wanted to like live in the apartment. I think, I think that was like the one time I laughed when he said she was on heroin. <laughs> that that was kind of funny, but <laughs> he's like, "Didn't you see her tracks?" <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was some, you know, there was some amusing stuff in it occasionally. I mean, I did sort of chuckle at the uh, they show it in the preview. The uh, his son. You know, saying he can't go to school because he thinks he has a concussion from football. And he's like, oh, um, but you play Madden. Madden football. You're like, okay, that's kind of amusing. But but still, the overall, it just felt like there was... There's there was, nothing new. Yeah, I mean... Right, it didn't break any new ground. You don't necessarily have to break new ground, but you got to be, like, really strong and really <laughs> solid in what you're doing. And this was just sort of, you know, just by the numbers... Yeah, and it's odd seeing, you know, the the actress who plays his wife, Erin Hayes, you know, she was in Children's Hospital, like on Adult Swim and everything. So it's it's so, it's kind of odd to me to see her in like a normal network 
sitcom type show. Because she, you know, she'd come from this like crazy, you know, children's hospital is funny. And um, so it's, it's, it's kind of an adjustment to see her playing the wife on a on a network comedy. Yeah. So uh, what did you think of Man with a Plan, <laughs> Tina? Mm, I mean, but here's my thing with the with these CBS comedies is that I even when I don't enjoy the show, I let I have an attachment to these. I mean, not Kevin James as much, but, you know, I have an attachment to Matt LeBlanc because of friends and episodes and and all that. So I enjoyed seeing him, even if I don't think that his show um, again and also Jenna Fisher from The Office like I. Yeah, so she's the one part that's not going to be there. (laughs) Oh, really? That role got recast. It's going to be Liza. Oh, that's right. uh, Liza Snyder. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Which I actually think is... Well, good for Jenna Fisher. <laughs> I actually think it's a better fit because that was one of the... That was one of the things that didn't work was there was no real... Chemistry Chemistry between, between right. them. And I think... And even though they aren't that far apart in age, they look way too far apart in age. Like, she looks way younger <laughs> than she actually is. And he looks maybe a little older than he actually is. Uh, So I think that didn't work. But even I'm interested to see with the, you know, with the recasting, I think that, that that'll, that'll probably work better. Except that if they give them the same material, it, it still won't be funny. (laughs) Right. Oh yeah. And Liza Snyder was in yes, dear. Yeah. So, you know, we've, I, yeah, I think, so she's familiar to CBS audiences. Yeah, and I and I think that uh, given the, you know, the storyline and stuff, I think it's a, a better fit uh, than what they were doing. I I do, I will check that uh, you know the revised version out. <laughs> right. But, you know, just my basic just my basic thoughts though on a good portion of the show is. Matt LeBlanc <laughs> it's not really, yeah it's not really his wife because the the whole the storyline is that his uh his wife who's been taking care of the family is going back to work and now he's going to uh have to take on more responsibilities uh, on the home front since he is a contractor and has a more flexible schedule so right so there's a lot of the sh- a lot of what you see in in the show doesn't really have anything to do with the recasting of the character. And so if they're going to be doing the same stuff that you saw him doing, it's like, eh, again, it felt very, it felt kind of like, um, Kevin can wait a little bit, even though, you know, it's like the guy's having to step up and take care of, you know, take, take a larger role with the parenting. So, yeah, it had a different same feel like, and we'll talk about, uh, the great indoors <laughs> later on, but that almost in a different way fits into that same sort of style of, uh, uh, they, they, they sort of like pick this, this, this one thing, you know, like, uh, the, the, uh, the older white guy having to take care of the younger kids. All of, of the sudden. younger. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, that'll be, that'll be interesting to see what that does. You know, once big bang theory moves and Kevin can wait is its lead in, uh, they're like we we all agree they're highly compatible uh, <laughs> yes. uh, on the on the sitcom front. 
it, at least. But but yeah, so really for me, the only one, and even though the Odd Couple is is like a retro uh, you know, style comedy as well, I think they do a really good job with that one though. Okay. I think they, it doesn't like, you know, it's not the best thing on TV, but I think it is, I think it's a step above of a lot of the other, uh, uh, st- uh st- some of the stuff in that, in that vein. Uh, I mean, I think their, their best comedy is actually, you know, like mom or life in pieces are the, the, the two best things they got, they have going comedy wise. But, but yeah, for that old style vein, I think they, I think the characters pop. It doesn't, uh, there's something to it a little bit. The the side characters work. Uh, that was the thing with the man with the plan is a lot of the side characters were just like they were super annoying. Like the the dad <laughs> that he meets at the the other dad that he meets at the school. Oh and, right, right. And some of the other parents and stuff that and the teacher and you're just like, oh, this really. Yeah, well, I'm wondering how much of that is is going to be in it, like moving forward. You know. Yeah, I like some of these some of these side characters. Yeah, I mean, it made it look like that was, you know, going to be yeah. the thing was he was going to have to keep. So is he going to be, you know, bumping he's heads keep and going to that with, class? Yeah, yeah he's, he's <laughs> yeah he, he 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 has to keep showing up to the class. So there's going to be, you know, right. things happening at the school and and all these things right. with him, you know, trying to, uh, you know, keep things under control or whatever. But but yeah, not. Uh, so no, nothing, uh, nothing super stellar there, <laughs> but my standout on Monday nights is Scorpion. No, you'll, <laughs> so... you'll still be watching Scorpion. <laughs> I'll still be watching Scorpion eventually. I like binge that show. You know, I let it pile up and then I binge. Yeah, that was I watched it last season for most of it, but I had a handful, of, you know, six or seven episodes on the DVR by the end of the season, and at some point over the summer, the DVR got too full and it. It made the decision for me and started to oh, scorpion uh, episodes uh, off the DVR. <laughs> so I was just like, "Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm done with still, that one." <laughs> I still have the last two episodes I'll watch this weekend before the new season starts. So, how about you, Carly? You watching Scorpion or any of the? Uh, you still watching Two Broke Girls? So I will not be watching CBS on Monday nights. <laughs> I, I Scorpion. I love Scorpion, but again, last season I just like I got so far behind on shows, and Scorpion was one. Unless I can catch up on it before um, next week, um, if the, <laughs> but I don't think it's out on Netflix or anything, so that probably won't be happening. No, it's probably just the CBS. Yeah, all access. So, and I'm not paying for that, so sorry, yeah. CBS. Yeah, but even on some of those, they only have like the last handful of episodes out there. Yeah, you know, for yeah. Even, even that stuff. So, so yeah. So okay, we'll move on to Tuesdays. Uh, Tuesdays, CBS will have uh, NCIS returning as of uh, the twentieth of September. That'll be followed by new show Bull, also starting up on the twentieth, and then NCIS New Orleans closing out the night as of the twentieth of September as well. So uh, Tina, what did you? What will you be watching, if anything, on? Uh, no, I'll be on, watching on Bull. Tuesdays. I'm watching Bull. I'll be watching <laughs> Bull for sure. <laughs> I mean, well, first of all, because I've always, I've been an NCIS fan for a while, but you know, I really liked. I've always liked Michael Weatherly. I liked him on NCIS. I liked him on Dark Angel. You know, it's like, um, 
And I watched the bull pilot, and I even though if you watch the five minute trailer that came out You've like seen during that. the upfronts, <laughs> you've seen the entire pilot. But there are enough kernels there that I'm interested about where it's going to go, like with some of his personal stuff that we have yet to find out because that first episode was really just kind of setting up, you know, how the show is going to go in a procedural type of way. Do you think that NCIS fans, though, are going to like Michael Weatherly in this role? Because, I mean, Dr. Jason Bull... Is just not a very likable guy. Oh, I don't. So he is a little charming. Yeah, I guess that's true. He is charming, but he is kind of not really entirely likable. I like that he's kind of jerky to some of these people who, you know, are not very nice. Like that one lawyer guy that used to be the attorney general or whatever, like Bull pretty much like decimates that guy every chance he got in the pilot. And um, I mean, I, I honestly do think that as the this, this season goes on, we're going to learn more about him and like his character, the character will get more fleshed out. I mean, I still think he'll be a jerk to people, but I mean, hello, like Gibbs is not the nicest person on NCIS, but so many people love him and have gotten to love him over the years because they found out more about his character and how he had the tragic past and everything like that. And I feel like with Dr. Jason Bull, we're going to get some of that because it's it's clear that his past is kind of, it feels like there's going to be some sort of um, like messed up kind of thing that went on with his family. Um, plus he was married, like the character... The character has ties to, like, Freddy Rodriguez's character. I don't even... Benny, I think his name is. Um, So I I think that there's going to be a lot we're going to find out about Bull that is going to kind of make him more likable, but kind of also... He's going to ride that whole line of, you know, being a jerk, being a charmer, being, you know, um, somebody to root for, I think. I, I think that NCIS fans... We'll like it because, first of all, I think they've wanted to see Michael Weatherly kind of, um, you know, Tony was the number two for 13 years or however long he was on NCIS. And I think they're ready to see him kind of take the lead. And I feel like Weatherly does a good job, um, in the at least in the pilot of Bull. I, I think that, that that's probably true. I also think that it's it, this show fits well with CBS. I mean, you think of... And in, in some ways, this is taking the mentalist out of a police precinct and putting him in a courtroom. You know, I mean, it's not exactly the same, but I mean, Bull definitely is a manipulator and he reads people and has confidence, which right. I think will be very appealing to CBS viewers. I don't think they're going to get many people to tune in that are not this isn't going to draw in new viewers that aren't already watching CBS, right. but it will definitely, um, I think do really, really well, especially on, um, Tuesday between the two NCISs. Right. And then, you know, it's a little like, yeah, like the mentalist and it also kind of the look, kind of the slick look kind of reminds me a little bit of person of interest. And then you have all the legal, um, you know, courtroom drama, um, that you know CBS no longer has because of the good wife so it's it's kind of like the perfect CBS show <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I think it does fit fit in well. It'll probably do pretty good right, you know, right there after you know, NCIS. It'll definitely get, you know, the first couple of weeks probably get a solid number of those people to check it out. You know, in the in the subsequent hour, it's well done. You know, there's it lots is. of there's lots of uh, good uh you know, the the cast is is pretty good. But to me, the whole premise of it while on the face of it is kind of an interesting, like new or different sort of way into a legal procedural. It also leaves me like five or six, seven episodes from now. Am I going to care about the latest investigation into the, the jury to find right. out, to find out which, That's... you know, which one and how to, how to get the, the jury on your side or, or all of that stuff, it it just it felt uh, within the you know it had this this formula, and we didn't get a lot. We got hints at you know obviously there's something about him, and we'll probably get more of that you know little bits and pieces of his backstory, like you said, and and some of that type of drama elements going forward that'll pull out why he does what he does, and and, right. and some of that some of that but overall it's so much just a straightforward procedural you know like it it's 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 going back it doesn't set up anything or look like it will set up anything you know like even like you know elementary does or person of interest did or something where there's you know big season long you know arcs as well as the case of the week that they're that they're dealing with and and other th- you know and well I mean but if you think about like person of interest like in the beginning that was like purely procedural before they really got the hang like you know they really kind of let loose with like the mythology it was the stealth procedural like they were just like <laughs> yeah. we're going to we're going to you know it was the it was the stealth you know serialized show really it was it was like hey look at us we're a procedural and then like by the end of the yeah. season they're like. We just dropped a huge mythology on you, and you didn't yeah, even know. And that's, <laughs> yeah, and that's what the rest of the series is going to be about. Bye-bye procedural. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen here, but maybe there will be something kind of overarching. But I feel like um, you're right. It's like there are things in this pilot, the, you know, him kind of, um, the, the jur- sort of the jurors sort of talking to him and things like that, that I'm like, whoa, are they going to be doing that every single episode? Because if they are, that's going to get old fast. But I don't know. That's probably like my my one like down point about the show. I plan on watching at least a few episodes, but I also think it's probably one of the first new shows that if I had to put money on what I would drop first, um, it would will probably one just for that same, that reason. I've kind of given up on procedurals in general just because I don't have enough time to watch everything. So, and I prefer serialized drama, so. Well, I've, I've really, I mean, I, I still like, you know, like NCIS and stuff like that. And they do, you know, bigger arcs here and there. Uh, and they, you know, they'll do, you know, something, you know, like a six or seven episodes, <laughs> like where they're, they're sort of having right. this other, they're, they're doing a case of the week, but there's this other focus yeah. type of thing. Yeah. 
like during sweeps, during yeah. the end of the season, and maybe a little bit at the beginning of the season. Bull sort of fits in with that as it being much closer to just like a straight procedural. You're going to get a story each week, and you're going to follow these characters that'll you know grow and change a little bit over time, and you'll yeah. get to know them more as as you go through how they deal with things and stuff. But it's it's really about that the story they're telling each week, and that could be entertaining, and maybe that's things like person of interest is gone now and you know they, yeah. they didn't keep limitless around which had the you know the procedural but bigger story going on uh, i tend to like the more hybrid where you do get right. like, you do get some sort of story each week you know you get some sort of conclusion you felt like it it did something but you also feel like there's reason to keep like a, watching and following yeah. these people so yeah i'm interested to, after a a couple more episodes of this to see whether uh, I think it might be similar to like code black for me, like last year where I'm just like, yeah, this is really well done. And you know, it can be entertaining, but I'm just not really into this right now. Like this is, I'm, I'm not, right. I'm not looking for like another hospital show right this second. And so, and, it, and there's nothing about it that, that stands above everything else that make, that would make you want to keep uh, watching it. But I do think, like we've all said that it fits right in and I think it'll do really well for the people that this is, this is focused at, yeah. which, is the, yeah, I, which is the people that are watching NCIS. <laughs> exactly. If people are missing Tony Donozo on NCIS, don't worry, wait an hour and then you get Weatherly on, on full. And so, um, you, yeah, I mean, so yeah, he kind of will leave a hole on NCIS, but um, as we know, they're trying to fill that hole with like three other people. Because yeah. you know, NCIS, on that first episode but... of NCIS, every commercial break is going to have "Stay tuned for Bull" <laughs> after exactly. this episode, basically. <laughs> but I think a lot of because I've been a Tony fan, so I think a lot of Tony fans are like just excited. You, you know, he was. Yeah, I mean, it's his, his kind of. It's like Weatherly's turn to kind of take the lead, and so I think they'll follow him. You know, and um, but then on NCIS, I think it'll be interesting to see how um, they'll do uh, in the new year with Wilmer Valderrama and Jennifer Esposito. And then the guy who plays the Clayton, who played Clayton in the last two episodes of the previous season, he's, I think, a series regular as well. So, yeah, they're definitely uh, giving you some uh, some change there. Yeah, I'm just wondering how it's all going to work because <laughs> you lose, you lost one person, but then you're replacing with three. I'm wondering like how that's going to work because the three people are all field people, you know, like out there with Gibbs and McGee, and you know, and not back at the office with Abby and and Ducky and Jimmy, you know. So I'm like. How, like, what is that going to look? That's why I'm going to at least tune into the first episode um, just to see how that configuration is going to work. I'm, it's, yeah. All right. We'll move on to Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday for CBS will be Survivor uh, returning on the 21st of September. And then that will be followed by the return of Criminal Minds and Code Black <laughs> as of the 28th of September as well. <laughs> On this front, I don't watch Survivor. Uh, as I mentioned previously, I, I'm not watching Code Black. Uh, 
and I have been watching Criminal Minds, and talk about changes. Yeah, and was a, <laughs> it was about to be like. <laughs> yeah, they they've gotten rid of some characters, and then uh, and then they had some stuff happen at the beginning of this season, so they got rid of, you know, Thomas Gibson, and you're just like, uh, you're know, bringing could, back Patrick Brewster. Yeah, but then you hear they're bringing back Patrick Brewster, and I'm like, oh well, maybe I will watch the show because I really like Patrick Brewster. I know. I'm like, can you bring Shamar Moore back while you're at it, please? <laughs> yeah, um, you know, like, yeah, get him to come yeah. back just because you're like, hey, we lost our. Our leader, we need to bring back the, the team. <laughs> although, although I did want, you know, because I'm like a, a a periodical watcher of Criminal Minds, so I'll watch, you know, like a handful of episodes every season or whatever. And I did tune into like Shamar Moore's exit last season. It's like a three. He got like a three episode exit, and which I thought was really well done, but. Um, I wouldn't mind him coming back to the show. I hope that happens. That's like on the wish list. How about you, Carly? Anything on Wednesday nights? No. Another <laughs> another, another win. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> sometimes uh, in the, in this world of uh, peak TV, you go, oh, right, another night. Yeah, of, yeah. Of a network that has nothing I'm interested in. Sweet. Yeah, well, with, Sur- with Survivor, I mean, I you know I watched in the past, but I always kind of keep track of what the theme is. And like this coming season, it's I believe it's the Millennials versus the Gen Xers. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it's a. Uh... Yeah, they'll, they'll probably... Uh, it's basically the theme of CBS this season yeah, is Millennials versus Gen Xers. Yeah, they need to uh, do a lot of uh, advertising for the great indoors during that. Uh, exactly, soon on exactly. Thursdays. So, yeah, so that's that's Wednesdays. I mean, I may tune back into Criminal Minds just to see what it's like with... Uh, I mean, but that, that'll be like a, a few episodes in. I think, uh, I think they had filmed at least a couple episodes or something like that before... Uh, before uh, everything went to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. he was I think he was directing episode like four or five when it happens. <laughs> yeah, so he, he so there's at least the beginning of the season we'll have it and then all of a sudden there'll be this uh, big uh, big change. change. Ha- have to at least tune in for there like around like episode five or six or something. Yeah, me too. And and see what happens there. But with that move on to Thursdays. Uh CBS on Thursdays will be Thursday night football. Uh, which uh, starts up uh, this Yay. week as of the the 15th of September. And then as of the 27th of October, their lineup on Thursday nights will be Big Bang Theory, followed by new show The Great Indoors, followed by Mom, and then Life in Pieces, and then closing out with new show Pure Genius. So, uh, Tina... <laughs> Sounds like you'll be watching some football on Thursday nights, but <laughs> I'll be watching football and well, but after football, what, what about the, I uh... really, I, you know, I love Joel McHale, so I'm going to give great indoors more of a shot than just the first episode. Yeah. If they can get past the millennial humor. Yeah. Because I always feel like, you know, you put so much of the, it's like happened in the series premiere of Blackish, where it's like all the jokes were kind of like, you know, about the whole Blackish thing. But then once you got past that, it, it became like this, you know, the the humor was more than just that. And, you know, and look today, it's like a great show. So I am going to give 
the great indoors more of a shot than just the first episode because to me joel McHale is just you know he's somebody i like to i like to watch so um i'm gonna give him a shot i'll give that show a shot i wasn't impressed with the pilot really but the premise of the show if they give up kind of the whole like millennial thing i will i don't watch many comedies but that's one i think i will watch I like the dynamic between the characters, but the millennial stuff was just a little, or actually a lot overkill in the first episode. Yeah, it was too much. Okay. It was too much. But, but you put you put all of that in the first episode because you're trying to set up the series, but then right. hopefully that, like, you know, it gets, yeah. you know, less but of that the dynamic as it goes between on. The, characters, the dynamic between the characters by the end of the episode was really good, and, I mean, Joel McHale's, great in that role and yeah. the dynamic between him and um um the female character whose name is escaping me at the moment the office dynamic plus then their personal thing i'm interested to see kind of what happens there so the only comedy that well i shouldn't say the only anymore but the only cbs comedy that I watch every single week is the Big Bang Theory, but I think there will now be two. I'll watch that as well. I'm with you, Carla. Yeah, for me, I think that there may be potential, like more potential in this one for it to turn into something uh, that has a little something. I mean, you can still have draw some comedy from the generational clash and the like the outdoorsmen having to deal with these people that like, <laughs> never that, that never go outside uh, type of thing and and some of that type of stuff you know there's there's plenty of, you know and then just you know office type uh you know comedy and and that type of stuff but they hit on every like millennial cliche as yeah. as a joke and yeah i get it but <laughs> It made it, there was so much of it that you were just like, well, what is, like, you can't, like, three episodes from now, you're going to be out of jokes. You you know, you're going to be hitting on the same, you know, the same well, type let's of. Well, hope, let's hope so, so then they come up with something else yeah, the, to write the, about. The same, the same type of stuff. And so it made me go, okay, so what, if they, you know, if they keep going down this road, it's going to, it's going to feel really monotonous and and run dry really quickly. And when that's where all the comedy or, or the attempts at comedy come from, you're not quite sure, like, what, you know, is this going to be other than you have, like, you know, Stephen Fry and Joel McHale and and stuff like that that are – their comedy delivery is fantastic. Yeah. It wasn't just the millennial stuff. I mean, in such a short 20-minute episode, they it was – they were overkilling everything. His, you know – ignorance of workplace um, etiquette, you know, kind of that whole HR thing. So I'm hoping that they (laughs) just, I'm hoping that it becomes a little bit broader workplace drama than really just kind of always narrowing in on, you know, some very specific things. And there were maybe three or four things and they joked about that throughout the whole 20 minutes rather than kind of letting it seem more natural if that makes sense, what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. 
It was like they had certain marks they wanted to hit, and they those are the jokes that they told. Yeah, right. The and, then they, and, and then they just whacked them and whacked. And them they just and killed them. it. Yes. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. It is one that I'm of their three new comedies. I'm most interested in, like you know, checking out, you know, uh, subsequent episodes. And since I, I still continue to watch Big Bang Theory. And as I mentioned previously, I think Mom and Life in Pieces are fantastic, and I'll be watching those. So Thursday night is your yeah, night. I would I would like <laughs> the great indoors to like turn into something too, so you just have that like nice. Just record that whole two hour comedy block would be uh, would be really nice. So uh, that that would be good. But uh, how about uh, Pure Genius, Tina? That's mm, not my cup of tea. <laughs> Even though I love me some Dermot Mulroney. Yeah, I just didn't get into it. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to have to. Because I do like to give shows more than one episode. I don't like to really make the judgment off of one. But I just wasn't. I just wasn't. I just wasn't feeling it. (laughs) Not at all. Not like, you know, um, the, the tech billionaire guy. Um, I felt like, you know, I've seen that kind of character before, you know? Yeah, I'm going to have to give it more of a shot. I'm going to reserve judgment. How about you, Carla? I really liked it. See, this is, if there's going to be a procedural, I guess, and, you know, it'll be interesting to see how much of a procedural this really is that I like. Because it's pushing the boundaries it's showing it's taking technology that's out there now and showing how it can be used in ways to save lives. Um, it's a tearjerker. You're going to cry when you what? watch. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you, you didn't cry during the pilot at all. No, no. I mean the poor pregnant lady. No, like, I don't know. I thought I, it made me cry. Um, but then again, I cried a lot of stuff. So, well, um, I, I I tend to tear up as well, but I don't know. Maybe I was in a bad mood when I watched this. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that Dermot Moroni's character kind of, you know, is a initially a reluctant participant, kind of to see where he's his character is going to go in kind of this transition, and then. James Bell as kind of the guy who wants to push medicine in ways that at least I've never really heard of before. Like, I just think this is, if this is probably CBS's most cutting edge show, I would say, as far as kind of pushing the boundaries of CBS land. Um, of course it's no limitless, but again, there's no limitless that's <laughs> out there. But I, I'm going to watch this and see where they take it. If it becomes too procedural and too, you know, medical case of the week, um, I probably won't stick with it. But if they really show some unique um, twists and turns of the medical world, I think it's a way to enjoy a medical drama with some intriguing and very smart characters, but keeping it fresh every week. In a way, you know... Scorpion kind of took your average show 
or I'm sorry, a procedural and kind of put a twist on it with the human relationships and just like pushing the boundaries of like science and math and everything. I kind of feel like pure genius is the medical version of that show in some ways. So, um, I, I just, feel, I just feel like with Scorpion, um, cause I did like that aspect too, but you know, the cast really got to me instantly, like that first episode. And I didn't feel like that with this show. I can understand but, that. Yeah. I mean, like I, I felt, I felt like I felt like that more with Bull, like not completely, because you know it's the first episode, so it's sort of like focused on my, you know, Michael Weatherly's character. But I sort of felt like, you know, oh, there was something there that I'm gonna gel with the cast, eventually. But I didn't, get, I didn't get that from Pure Genius. Well, and I mean, there's kind of a little twist at the end of the pilot that had me intrigued. Um, to kind of see where that goes and whether or not everything is, I don't want to spoil it. So I mean, yeah, I think I know like, what you're talking about. And yeah, is it is whether, what are the motivations of this, um, free medical facility that's offering state of the art, you know, technology to cure illnesses kind of what's, what is that really all about? So you know, I don't know how much that'll play into the story, but it was just kind of another little intriguing thing that kind of hooked me into the show. I think this has, I mean, it's it's well-produced, you know, very slick. The visuals were amazing, I thought. Yeah, I agree with that. Especially for a pilot. And so it, it looks really good. The cast is solid. But in that medical vein, it does provide you the somewhat different twist on things in that they're... Like you said, they're pushing the boundaries, and so they're it's it's like almost adding like this sci-fi element into it, where these these things are are so cutting edge, or they're you know they're things that maybe in like our world are like close or on the horizon, and they're sort of saying that they're there, you know, type of thing. Uh, but uh, also, sort of the the storylines going forward, they do set up that what you'll be watching is how these people interact with each other and, and how these cases affect them and their lives going forward. Uh, it does set up some, some bigger story pieces of Dermot Mulroney's character's background and, and then why he would ultimately end up taking this job and the motivations for other characters and why they're there. And so there is some ongoing story along with the group dynamic that you'll be following and, and how, Everything works out that, you know, following the, that drama. And then they're going to drop in a story or two each week, you know, like a Grey's Anatomy or anything else uh, that have some sort of interesting medical case. Uh, but in this case, they're going to be solving it with cool on-screen visuals. and, and Yeah, Carly, you're right. It is, and- is kind of like Scorpion that way. You know, <laughs> like they, it's kind of, yeah. It was sort of the medical version. They're, they're going to be that, except that uh, this was less unintentional. Oh, I wonder funny. if they'll have a crossover. Yeah. <laughs> a pure totally. genius scorpion crossover would be amazing. Yeah, well, they have had people get locked in, a, you know, a hospital before, so maybe they could get. They did, yeah. Maybe there could be some sort of security problem uh, here that they all have to uh, to uh, solve together. Yeah. And so I think that there is, at least for me, there's a little bit more potential of this being 
interesting going forward because of these other elements as opposed to like code black which is almost is like you know you're straight up it's it's er you know and uh and i i've right. you know i've seen that <laughs> you know <laughs> and and gray's anatomy and, and and things like that and besides the the one character that i liked on code black is no longer on the show so it's not like they're gonna get me oh who was that who was uh, that that was uh uh forget her name the the female character. Oh, Bonnie Somerville. Yeah. Bonnie Somerville. Her character in the pilot, her story and backstory and why she was becoming a doctor was the only thing that was interesting for me, <laughs> like in that show to like uh, follow along. And then, but nothing else was, and I didn't end up following along. And then now they've cut her character and another character. Uh, in such right. A way that oh, and I like that back, guy You're not too. even going to know. They're not even going to say. They're just going to be gone. <laughs> Although, although the thing is with them, because I, I'm kind of over hospital dramas, so I, I kind of avoid. But um, if anything, I also, but I also, you know, I'm very shallow with my TV sometimes. And um, if anything's going to get me to watch Code Black, it's going to be Rob Lowe and <laughs> and Boris Kojo. And so I'm probably going to have to tune in for that. Although it does seem sort of bizarre that they kept Code Black and then it was all about they're chopping these characters so that that was part of the reason they could keep it was they were cutting some cost and, and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, but now they've hired Rob Lowe and, like, and now they've added like four characters to the thing. You're like, I thought they were... Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. You're like, okay, you whatever. Ne- you never know. You never know what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. So yeah, there's... Uh, there's Thursday nights. Fridays will be MacGyver, new show, followed by Hawaii Five-0, and then Blue Bloods, all starting up on uh, September 23rd. And I have to say that, like, right after we finish recording this podcast, I almost want to go log in and watch MacGyver, <laughs> just because I want to see what, like, I want to see if the third time's a charm. I think that one is sort of an interesting thing where they've started and restarted. And then this last time basically like cleaned house completely other than the two, you know, lead actors and then, uh, you know, started over. So, uh, they must've really, really wanted to have a MacGyver reboot on there. I, I hope they work Richard Dean Anderson somewhere in there this season. That's all I have to say. Like, I want to see the original MacGyver. So, I assume we'll all be checking out MacGyver at least to see. If there's, a, I mean, yeah, I, think, I mean, I think of all the CBS shows, it has the highest. Nine minutes. It has the highest curiosity factor for me of any CBS show. Like, <laughs> like, like going into it before you know, before watching any of the shows, it had like the highest curiosity factor just because of its of what's gone on in the background. So, I'm I'm interested to see that. Uh, I won't be watching Hawaii Five O. I gave up on that a couple seasons ago. Uh, as mm-hmm. as with Blue Bloods, Hawaii Five O is entertaining, but it just after a while it just sort of lost interest. Blue Bloods is a really solid, you know, a family drama wrapped around a cop show, and but again, it just uh, over time it just you know sort of lost interest in that one. But they're you know they're both still well done. <laughs> And I just found out, I mean, I literally, because I have never watched Blue Bloods, but I just found out that David Ramsey from Arrow plays like a recurring character on Blue Bloods. He plays like the mayor. 
Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I had no idea. I just found that out like this last week. I was tweeting about it. I was like, where have I been? And then um, like I even tweeted an article that was done a few months ago that it was an interview with him talking about how he's managed like both shows. And that Greg Berlanti kind of, I think he saw him on Blue Buds. Or, I mean, I could I could be getting this wrong, but I think he saw him on, on Blue Bloods and, um, you know, that helped him get, you know, him noticed or whatever. And, you know, Greg likes him on there. And so he's like, they, whenever he can do the show, they try and, and allow him to do that show. Diggle is on Blue Bloods. <laughs> Yeah. You know, when he's when he's when he's not fighting crime. When he's not he's, fighting crime. He, he's, 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 still, the, he's still he's the protecting mayor of New a York city. city. That's right. Yeah, he's still protecting a city is what he's doing. Just in a different way. So he Maybe and that's Oliver, what uh he and maybe, Oliver are both mayors. Maybe that's what Flashpoint they changed it up and <laughs> and Diggle is now, you know, a former mayor from <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that would, I was surprised. Uh, I had so you guys didn't know that either, huh? No, I I think no. I recall seeing him, but I haven't watched in. Uh, yeah, he's been on uh, nineteen uh, nineteen episodes of. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, like of the I show had over the no years. Idea. But yeah, I, I do remember him as showing up as the mayor uh, back when I watched the first in the first uh, few seasons. So yeah, that's, yeah, it was it was one of those things where I'm like, where have I been? I'm like. <laughs> I had no idea. Well, it, it is interesting these days. I mean, although usually it 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 revolves around uh, multiple shows of like you know shorter shorter time periods, you know, or shorter episode right. counts or something, <laughs> where you see somebody pop up in multiple shows throughout a year or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you don't usually see somebody who's like a regular on a an, a show that does twenty four episodes also showing up a couple of times a year on a yeah, on another TV he, show as a, in a guest yeah. starring role. I think he said in the article, and I wish I remember which site um, posted it, but um, I think he said that, you know, he'll just fly in, and usually the scenes are just him and Tom Selleck, and they just shoot them all in one day, <laughs> and he flies back to Vancouver. <laughs> so, they, they um, I think that's cool. I'm going to have to, like, tune in now. All right. So that's Friday's. Uh, Saturdays is they usually uh, at least in the beginning they usually replay a lot of their new shows for the the first mm-hmm. few weeks of the season and then go back into just doing their normal uh, repeats and things as well as you know forty eight hours on uh, on Saturday nights. But uh, overall, Carla, what do you think of of the CBS lineup? Overall, I would say there's really nothing. Um, not having seen MacGyver, of course, there's nothing that uh, people will be terribly disappointed if they never tune in to watch. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, and I mean that in the best of ways. There's nothing. What? There's, <laughs> there's nothing. It's it's CBS doing CBS stuff. Yeah. Genius is probably the most um, kind of pushing the edges a little bit of what they're known for. Um, but fa- people that watch CBS and like CBS are going to like the new dramas and those that like those traditional family, um, comedies will probably like Kevin can wait and man with a plan. 
Um, I think The Great Indoors has the most potential to be a breakout hit. And I think Bull will do really well. So, I mean, I think they played it safe for the most part. There's no Limitlesses. There's no Supergirls this year. CBS just kind of did their thing, which is white male lead shows. <laughs> I think last year was the year that, like, if you had with a show like Limitless was like a show that, like, if you if you weren't watching it because you thought it was just a reboot and you're not into that type of stuff or you don't like CBS procedurals or stuff like that. And, you know, there were so many reasons to like not for people not to come and tune in, even though it was such a different show and such a fun show. Uh, I think that was sort of the one that sort of stood out last year as the, at least to me, like from the beginning that sort of stood out above you know, the rest of the shows they had and maybe pure genius a little bit just because it does have a some sort of a twist on uh, the medical genre. But, mm. but but really, there's there's nothing after watching any of the CBS ones this year, uh, as opposed to last year, where I was like, oh, I'm really interested in seeing more Supergirl and I'm really interested in seeing more Limitless, you know, and then I'm really looking forward to, you know, returns of like elementary and. And, uh, you know, once they finally got around to uh, the last season of Person of Interest and, you know, that there was a, uh, there was a that there was like a bunch of stuff on and then, uh, you know, mom as well. And then uh, I didn't like life in pieces quite as much from the beginning, but I thought it had the most potential and it turned out to be really stellar overall, actually, by the end of the season. Uh, so overall for me. For the most part, I'm looking forward to Thursdays on CBS, and if you know pure genius genius turns into a, you know ends up being actually a solid, interesting medical drama and great indoors, it might be the one night I'm actually watching everything on, on CBS. Right. <laughs> uh, I'll be tuning into Bull and Great Indoors. Those are the two that I've earmarked for this coming season. And let's hope MacGyver's good. I really, yeah. really, really want MacGyver to be good. I am not optimistic that it'll be good, but I really, really, really want it to be good. Yeah, I've, I'd be more Same than happy for, for it to be uh, uh, be good. I mean, I mean, as of right now, there's not a lot of other stuff with, you know, Grimm not coming back until, you know, mid-season for its final season and... And, and and stuff. There's not a lot on Friday nights, so I could I could use another I could use another entertaining show at the end of the week. That's true. Uh, if if that if that fit in, I'd be uh, I'd be perfectly happy with that. Uh, uh, but uh, as I said earlier, uh, uh, stay tuned <laughs> for next week's uh, episode when we're talking about NBC. But we'll also circle back. We'll tack on <laughs> and, and, talk, and talk about. MacGyver as as well. All right, so that'll do it for our uh, CBS Fall Preview. Uh, as always, you can uh, write in, let us know what shows you're interested if of of any of those uh, coming back uh, to uh, feedback at tvtimes three dot com or uh, leave a comment in the show notes at tvtimes three dot com slash three three nine, and uh, let us know what sh- what CBS shows you're looking forward to or the ones you're interested in checking out. And uh, with that, we'll move on to our uh, uh, TV recommendations. 
Uh, first up, my recommendation is show wise, it's Terriers, but the reason I'm recommending Terriers again, a show that uh, lasted one season, is <laughs> and while it was really good, and if you've never seen it, it's worth checking out. But uh, our friends over at the TV Dudes podcast, Randy is a huge, huge Terriers fan. If you've ever listened to the TV Dudes podcast, you'll know this because he pretty much works Terriers into any conversation at any point <laughs> when talking about TV. Uh, but he started up a podcast called Beach Cop Detectives, a Terriers podcast, where they're going to be going over. There's They've already got the first uh, couple episodes out. They're going to be doing an episode for each episode of the show. It'll have him talking with somebody else about the episode. They'll only be talking about the ep in the first part of the podcast. They'll be talking about everything that's happened up until then. So in the pilot episode, they just talk about the pilot. But then at the end of each episode, they talk about things in like the pilot episode or subsequent episodes and how they affect things down the line. And so if you've already seen the show, you can listen to the whole thing. If you're new to Terriers and uh, it's something that's on your list to check out, this makes a nice companion piece. You at least listen to the first part of the podcast as you're going through. And then as well, they're doing a bunch of interviews with the cast and creators of the show. They they already have an interview out with uh, Tim Minear, who is one of the co-executive producers of the show. They're going to have an uh, interview with Sean Ryan, uh, as well as uh, Ted Griffin, who is the creator of the show. He's got Donald Logue coming in for going to be doing an interview. And so it's going to I think they're doing a really good job. It's the first couple episodes are really, uh, really good. I always like hearing the sort of the behind the scenes stories. There were some interesting tidbits in the Tim uh, Maneer uh, interview, especially given that <laughs> he's the guy that's behind so many one and done shows himself. <laughs> uh, that, uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's a good podcast uh, to listen to. If you're a big fan of Terriers like uh, I and so many other people are, or if it's on your list as a show to check out, which I recommend you do check it out at some point, uh, it's a great podcast to uh, follow along uh, as you're watching it. So uh, that's uh, that's my recommendation. Carla, what's your uh, recommendation this week? I'm, I'm going to change mine a little. I'm going to add one. Since we've been talking about Limitless a lot, um, <laughs> I highly recommend that Anyone who wants to watch a show that will make you laugh and have some fun and feel like you're on LSD, not that I've ever taken it, but if I was to imagine what it would be like, is go watch Limitless. It's on Netflix season one. It has a decent ending, so it's not like even though it didn't get renewed. Um, it's just a joyride that is so much fun. Um, the acting's great. The characters are great. And I don't know. I just I love Limitless. I need to go back and watch it again. Um, now that I'm kind of over the heartbreak that it didn't get renewed. And then the actual one that I had told Jason I was going to say is uh, Lucifer Season 1. Uh, love Lucifer. It's a fun <laughs> show. It's an interesting spin on, uh, you know, the character of Lucifer. And it is available on Hulu. Uh, so you can go watch Season 1 and Season 2 is coming up. And I've seen the first episode. And uh, Trisha Helfer is going to be playing Lucifer's mother. So that should be pretty exciting. So go watch Limitless on Netflix and Lucifer on Hulu. Following along, Limitless was my uh, pick, my uh, recommendation last week on the podcast. So I can definitely uh, 
I can definitely at least second that uh, that recommendation or that re recommendation. It's nice to for you know people to hear that uh, somebody else likes the show as well. It's not just me. I haven't finished. I haven't finished the series. I have to finish it, but I've watched like half of that season, and I really liked it. I just didn't, you know, too much to me. Just a fun show. You get a you get a you know a, a case each week for the most part, but it, it does have a bigger story. But they answer most of those questions. You know, they answer that bigger story arc by the end of the season, and you know they leave it in a place where they would just pick up with new cases, and then you know. It would develop into some new bigger case, I'm sure, uh, that would be going forward. But uh, but within that, they've they developed such an interesting and fun style for how they told the story, and how he and how he saw things when he was on the the chemical enhancement, you know, for uh, for ma- making him uh, the you know basically the smartest guy in the room at any point in time when he was on it. So. Uh, it it just had that fun vibe along with it too that that made it super entertaining, and uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's definitely one to check out. So uh, to close things out, Tina, what is your recommendation? My recommendation is uh, a family drama that's airing on OWN, the Oprah Winfrey Network. Uh, it's called Queen Sugar, and it was um, created by Ava DuVernay, and Oprah Winfrey executive produces. And um, it's about a family in New Orleans. Something tragic happens in the pilot, and now they have to kind of figure out how to, you know, kind of... Uh, I'm trying not to spoil anything, so I don't know really what to say. The basic premise is family has to come back and deal with... A death. Yeah, they have to deal with the death and a business that is failing. So they have to kind of, you know, work together to revive that. And, you know, and so along the way, there's all these complicated relationships as only families can have. And the cast is great. It's shot... It's beautifully shot. I mean, it's like just to watch it, it's gorgeous. Um, heads up, you know, the, it's a little bit of a slower pace than um, other shows, and it kind of takes a little bit of getting used to, but um, and not that much. Like, it's, um, they just really kind of dig deep with the characters and the emotions and everything like that. Um, like I said, the cast is amazing. Um, it's led by, um, I mean, like Rutina Wesley from True Blood is one of the leads. And, uh, you know, and and just even behind the scenes, it's just a very inclusive um, environment. Ava DuVernay directed the first two episodes, but all subsequent episodes are directed by a female. It's, you know, it's like female directors handling each episode, uh, including Sally Richardson Whitfield, who, you know, sci-fi fans know from Eureka. Eureka and AB Freeform knows from, you know, what is that? Stitchers? I think she was in Stitchers, right? Stitchers. Yeah, and um, and her husband is actually on the show as well, Don Dre Whitfield. So it's it aired its first two episodes last week. It they did really well. I believe it already has gotten a second season. I don't know if you can quote me on that, but um, I totally recommend it. And then just a little uh, recommendation is the Dark Matter season two finale is. Is is on Friday, and I just urge everybody to 
to tune into Dark Matter. Even though the first season was was pretty good, um, it was solid. The second season, I think they just raised its game like exponentially. <laughs> it is so good, and it's probably other than Stranger Things, like my favorite uh, favorite show of the summer. So. I think in that and Killjoys actually. So um, please catch up with Dark Matter and um, tune into the finale if you already watch it. I'm enjoying uh, Dark Matter as well, and I can always uh, recommend Killjoys. And uh, yeah, I'm interested to check out Queen Sugar. I have the first two episodes, you know, recorded on the DVR. Just haven't got to them yet. But Oprah Winfrey Network has been putting out some interesting, you know, like uh, hour-long dramas here. Yeah, they did. They had green. They had Greenleaf this past summer, which was um, is a good show, and um, I really enjoyed it. Um, but that recently ended, and now Queen Sugar is taking over, and um, I think it's even better. Well, all right. Well, that'll uh, do it uh, for our recommendations. As always, you can find uh, links to them, uh, as well as the news stories we talked about, and also where you can uh, find and read Carla and Tina online uh, in the show notes at tvtimes three dot com slash three three nine. Uh, that's also where you can find uh, – if you enjoy the show, please subscribe. You can find subscribe links uh, to iTunes and every place else that you can uh, find the podcast there as well. And uh, next week, uh, Amory and Way Re- – Amory and Way. Ah, nice. Amory <laughs> and Ray will be back with me to preview the 2016 uh, NBC fall TV schedule as well as uh, it'll be our eighth anniversary episode. The week that it'll come out will basically be the eight years later from when we started the podcast. So, <laughs> congratulations! So, so yeah, three hundred and forty episodes in uh, in eight years. <laughs> uh, it's a pretty solid number. We've uh, yeah, being mostly weekly, taking a few weeks off here and there <laughs> for things, but you know, like Christmas and when there's not really anything to talk about <laughs> TV wise, anyways. But uh, so. That'll be uh, next week. Uh, Thanks again, uh, Carla and Tina, for joining me on uh, episode 339. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And thank you for listening. I'm Jason the TVaholic from TVaholic.com, and this week I have joining me. Was I supposed to go? I'm sorry. (laughs) That's you, Carla. Gag reel. Gag reel. Sorry. (laughs) And this week I have joining me. Carla Day from Buddy TV, and you can find me at Collider.com. And Tina Charles from TV Goodness.